Hi, welcome to Comics Unscripted, the podcast from Foreign Press Comics. I'm your host, Kyler Merrill, and today we have Chase Bishop. He is the um, creator of In the Paths of Yesterday. It is maybe available now or will be soon. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that here in a little bit. Um, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. It's a, kind of a cool, warm day, depending on where you are in Arizona. Good deal, yeah. I mean, me and I, me and, I was just looking at like, just you know, every once in a while I look at like other places like to live and stuff. And like, I was looking at Arizona, but me and my girlfriend were talking about. It, I was like, I don't. It's just too hot. It just seems like it's gonna be too hot. But I guess it's it's not. Then it's just kind of that's just the the assumption. In the summer, if if you can yeah. stomach it, okay. It's rather yeah. would you have a dry heat or like a really wet, humid. That's true. That's that's a good question. I don't know because like we're I'm in Oklahoma, so we're kind of in that we can get that really humid sometimes. And so that's not always super great, especially cause like I've had jobs where I've been working outside, you know, during the summers and that's, that's, you know, when it gets all sticky and you can't move cause your clothes are stuck to your body. That's a pain. Um, anyway, so well, what have you been up to today? Nah, it's just renovating my uncle's old place, but he passed recently. So that's what we've been doing since August. Mm-hmm. So like, do you like know? Are you do you know anything about that, or are you just kind of winging it? Um, my uh, my mother's friends flip houses for a living, part mm-hmm. of a living, I guess, and they've been helping us along the way because there's no way that we could be able to tile mm-hmm. bathrooms, yeah. showers without their help. It with their help, it's cut the whole time, maybe by three quarters if it was just two of us yeah i mean i'm kind of in the same boat like me and it took my brother and my dad i didn't end up helping but it took both of their brains combined to figure out how to install these other toilets in my uh, grandpa's house that we did recently and so like that's like kind of like we can like work together and get like the basics done but we're not really you know we can't really there's not much we can do on our own so um props to you for actually doing that because that's always something i've been like into but um what about creatively? What have you been um, What have you been working on? I'm in the process of doing the f- pages for Chapter Six of In the Paths of Yesterday, and getting the next part scripted and uh, drafted. Not the next chapter in this, because after this chapter, it's done. But the next hmm. part of the series. Okay. Wait. So it's multiple series but they're connected to each other yeah and in a way um for all my manga and anime fans think that like jojo's bizarre adventure of part one two three okay i'm i'm familiar enough that i understood that reference but like i didn't get the i I get what you mean though it's like it's connected but it's not like a direct like continuity or continuation type of thing yeah, you'll um, see some fr- characters pop in and out as it goes on, but that's yeah. a little ambitious to say at this stage. Yeah, yeah, I got you. And like, so you're on. You said you're working on. You're finishing up chapter six, and like, how many are out right now? On Comic Fury, there's f- total five. The fifth one just finished. Just finished uh, page thirty on last Friday. Friday the. Friday, January something. And yeah. since we're on February 1st, today, chapter six, page two was released. Okay. So like, what's been that, what's, what's been, what's that been like working with, working on, um, on comic fury? Cause I, that's something I've like very, I'm, I'm looking at it now, but like, I, you know, heard in passing a little bit, but like, wasn't really aware of what it was. Like how'd that like come across your radar? Why'd you decide to go with, with that? So, even though this is technically a webcomic, it's formatted in such to where it could be printed at a moment's need. The pages mm-hmm. are all formatted to 11 by 17 um, and just need to reduce to the print size. But using the comic theory, it's actually not bad as you think from a glance. Um, you can schedule uploads, uh, sort everything by chapters, Manage comments, kind of like, hmm. I guess, global comics, a new one that's been popping up lately. Yeah. But for more like entry level artists, I'd, I'd say. Yeah. 
I mean, I just well, I just because I, I I asked because I looked at it and I clicked on the website and it's just it looks super lo-fi, like it has a very early two thousands aesthetic, which I kind of dig, but I guess it kind of fits the vibe of kind of what you're talking about. It's kind of like a good entry point. Yeah, because I, I I looked at this like eight years ago when I was starting to dabble in uh, stories. It's barely changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's that's kind of what it looks like. But I'm not I'm not saying that to to dog on it at all. Like I'm I'm into it. I dig the vibe. Um, but we've kind of we've talked a little bit about it so far. But why don't you go ahead and give kind of the 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 breakdown of what in the past of yesterday is. Ooh, we got to pull up my quick log line here. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not good with describing. So the description is <clears throat> senior year, the time in our lives where we choose that what paths we lead our futures and to say goodbye to those we walked along with. What was supposed to be an uneventful school year for Iris Salazar and her best friend Amadeus, Deus Carter, turns into a tangled web of lies and corruption when a fellow classmate is found dead. With almost everyone against them, and a mysterious note pointing towards a greater cover-up, the true circumstances behind Macy Stevens' death shall reveal itself. Yeah, so you sent me um, the first three chapters, so I read all of those, um, and I love it. I think it's like, to add to your description, it's like, the way I described it was like Riverdale, but better. Um, Which, because it has that teenage high school murder vibe, but, you know, it's not as, you know, it's not as soap opera or dragged out as, as Riverdale was. But, like, what are, like, some of the things that kind of were your influences uh, for making this? Like, what was kind of the things that you were either direct influences or, like, media you were consuming that helped you um, get this kind of – keep this idea flowing? So a lot of my ideas – so for, like, this first, I say, era for these stories that are coming out – this one, next one following. A lot of them cr- were started when I was in high school, and they just were building upon from all my knowledge from sh- watching shows and uh, movies along the such over the years. But this one, originally in high school, I used to do like animation, which is like when I call it that, it's a picture changing every second, even though nothing much has changed. It's like the mm-hmm. bare bones of it. Yeah. This was originally started as one of those. And a, a lot of that, the shots and angles from like the first few pages are directly ripped from that prototype back then. And mm-hmm. um, for my inspirations for this vibe, uh, when I was in high school, I watched a lot of uh, YouTube essays. Like okay. whenever I play video games, I can't just. I need to listen to something else to feel productive. So I just put on like essays and stuff about how plots work in the background. Mm -hmm. And for shows inspiration, I watched a lot of Breaking Bad. Mr. Robot was big when I was uh, in college still for me. And those are for my U.S. shows. I have plenty of other uh, anime influences too. Yeah, well, uh, that, that and that's something I would do, I was kind of wanting to get to next is like, um, I I kind of wanted to take a step back and go like more towards your origins and comics because um, um, we've worked together before and um, for anyone listening and um, your I liked your style when I was I was lettering on it and it's because it's a it's a good, um, it's like Western comics but it's also very very obvious manga influences. And so I just, what kind of things were, or how did you get started as a, not necessarily just drawing, but like as a creative, like what, what made you kind of want to pursue that? Um, I first started reading comics. Well, I first got them like after the first Spider movie in 2002. I was only two, but I guess my mom decided to get me a subscription to Ultimate Spider-Man. So I had the, I had the, Three from that era was from the the Venom of that mm-hmm, yeah. comic. I think 36, no, 37, 8, and 9. And after that, just kind of didn't get anything. And from, I think, kindergarten on, I started getting them regularly. But I only read the picture, or I only looked at the pictures. Mm-hmm, yeah. But that's, like, pretty early on. So, like, 
at what point did like it kind of click for you that like someone was making these you know that this was an opportunity this was an option to pursue <laughs> uh so i went from ultimate spider-man straight into the walking dead when i was 12 years old 2012 wow. that's and just seeing that led me into getting i got interested in scott pilgrim at the time and seeing my bookshelf full of these comics i thought oh that'd be kind of cool to have my own stuff tangible mm-hmm. on a shelf too yeah and that just led into my early uh, interest in making comics and seeing, oh, I can have a volume of this. And so, like, around that time, is that kind of when you started to um, first – were you making comics, like, on your own at that point? Like, just little comics? I, like, most of us, you know, kind of do that. Or, or is that something you were doing? Around that time, yes. But then I stopped and did a few – I made a few of my own, like, music videos – for a few songs I liked in high school. But then I got back on the comics around 2018, senior year. Mm-hmm. For me. And so, like, what were some of those early comics? Like, either, you, like like you said about your senior year, like, what were those, um, like, what were those comics about? You said that this, the In the Past of Yesterday started around um, from when you were in high school. So, like, are these, is that the kind of stories you were telling? Is a lot of these, um, more mystery type things or like were you just like more high school based what kind of stories were you writing at that point mostly just high school based stories i had one that's based on college kids but i won't i won't be working on that till far in the future Mm. a lot of the stories at the time i had were high school stories but they're all independent from each other Mm -hmm. it wasn't until i watched jojo's bar adventure where i thought that maybe i can have like a loose continuity and then it just Mm -hmm. that idea evolved into okay there's a this story will take place here here and here yeah and like so like you were just like pinpointing like okay this like at at, like i'm trying to like envision in my head like i can see it like a timeline and like you were just like okay this one takes place at this point but this one takes place here and they weren't all necessarily like one directly after the other it was kind of just wherever um, again, this is kind of going off my really bare bones um, understanding of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, um, and I just had a abundance of high school stories, so I thought, let me get them out of the way first, so <laughs> I don't get the stigma of I only write high school stories. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and what do you think it was about like writing high school stories? Was like just the fact that like you were just that's where you were, that's what you knew, so you were just going to write those, or like. Uh, were they're not like i don't know like it's just surprising that like you know having such um you know wide array of like inspiration and then you're writing very um relatively mundane things like so were you, you were you not really interested in writing anything like really crazy like out there or anything because it is just strikes me because like the story we worked on for containment breach that was also very grounded very like you know, relatively so, but you know, it's, it's relatively mundane compared to the other story that I lettered. So like, why were you sticking to that? Or were you not, were you kind of adventuring into other things as well? It only comes across that way because this wasn't originally the intro to the, to this series. This, I actually had a different plan starting comic that I've restarted like three times. And I just didn't have the experience to correctly, get my ideas on the paper and to write. Um, that's coming next. It's called From the Sea. And that's actually uh, more crazy uh, out there than what this is. This is, I only came up with this idea just for experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, so, like I said, kind of basing it off, off of things that you were, um, uh, uh, that you understood, that you were you were a part of. And I just had another question, and I lost it already. Um, mm-hmm. But I guess... One of the things I did want to ask about was um, your the story is essentially a murder mystery, and so doing that, were there any um, specific murder mystery stories that you like looked to for like maybe inspiration or like to kind of keep you mentally on the right track? Because I know I do that sometimes. Like if I'm writing a, um, you know, like I was recently writing something with serial killers, and so I was trying to find a lot of like comics about serial killers or like 
different movies or things that I could watch just to kind of get myself in that headspace. So like, what kind of things were you watching specifically for this project that like for that, not necessarily just for that murder mystery type of vibe that were like, or was there anything at all? I can't really say if there was anything when I, when I dumped the dump from the sea back in the summer of 21, I just came up, brought up an old script and thought, okay, that I can, I can work with this and just mm-hmm. wrote it out, wrote out a, I write out particular scenes and then work around them. Mm-hmm. And I, I, th- I think that that, I don't, I don't mean this. I mean this in a good way. I think that the comic kind of comes across that way. And it's like, because I don't know. And I think that's, it's well done in that way. And that like each scene is like its own thing. And it's just like, kind of, it's just, it very um, coherently moves from one thing to another. And I think that that's a really, really good thing. But um, were there any tropes or cliches or anything in that murder mystery? Because that's something that's been kind of done to death. And so um, were there any tropes or cliches or things like maybe you wanted to really like, I want to really make it sure I get this vibe or like, I really, oh, I don't want to do that because that's, I know that's kind of tropey or cliche at this point. Like, were there anything like that that you were specifically aiming for or aiming away from? Um, I don't think I, I've heard this said before. I think about maybe one of your interviews, but tropes themselves aren't inherently bad. It's how well you use them. Yeah. And I don't think I was really planning against the tropes. I just wanted to expand my brain and give the reader enough to work with to maybe they can come up with their own conclusion. Mm-hmm. I just hope yeah. that my, uh, the because of actual uh, murderer reveal, it looks a little bit different in the art then mm-hmm. than it did before because I started it in August of 21, and then that didn't come till just about august of last year yeah because like there's uh, it's the only reason i ask is because like it, it hits a lot of those you know kind of like i said tropey kind of um murder thing murder story things like um i'm you know i can delete this or bleep this out if you want me to but like you know you have a point in one of the first two chapters where um someone the person who kind of looks like the suspect on the outside is arrested and like, but the main character's like, that's not the guy, you know, and that's kind of something that's been done, but it's done well. And it's done in a way that I think really works, even though it is such a trope. So I think you do a very good job of, of, of that. Um, but I just lost another question. Dang, I am not on top of it today. Like I said, today's just, I cannot stress enough that this week has just been a week for me. Um, oh, speaking on the trope things about that, go for it. I did think about how, um, it's all about the reactions. Like if they react in a generic, like, Oh no, that's wrong way. Or mm-hmm. it goes immediately from believable to oh, that's kind of cheesy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like there's like in chapter three with the whole getting in their email business, I, I made sure to base it off experience from my own. When I was in photo class in high school, we had to use a master list to get some emails sometimes. So I didn't want to say like, Oh, we're gonna hack into her into her account. Mm-hmm. No, because that's cheesy. I saw another uh, movie, uh, what we found on Amazon about a high school murder mystery, and the kid hacks this other uh, senior's phone to get his location of where he was, <laughs> dumping the body. So I yeah. wanted to avoid anything that was beyond what these characters can exactly. do. Exactly, exactly. And I, I like I said, I think that's another thing that you really do well is that like, and I want to get into that a little bit later. But um, is just how like your characters are like well defined and very realistic, both in terms of like the way that they interact with each other and um the way that they are as individuals. But um, the I have one more question that I want to I want to we'll take a quick break. But um, what exactly? How does the title factor into things? Um, in the paths of yesterday, like so, how does that fit into um your story, or is that something that will kind of come across later on? Um, the initial idea, I kind of thought of it as, oh man, I'm having trouble thinking of a title for this story, and I, I'm about to get this ready soon, though. What's poignant and maybe will stick with people? So I thought, oh, they're going back through um, uh, evidence and things that happen from 
the pass, so they're going through those paths to figure out which is the correct way to get to the complete the mystery or as it is. I think that real that, that, that makes a lot of sense and that makes me feel kinda dumb because that's it's kinda obvious now that I think about it. Um but yeah, like I so we'll take a quick break and then uh we'll be right back for um to talk more about the, the book and, and the characters. All right, and we're back. Um so like I said, one of the things that I really like about the book is that I think that the characters are very well defined. Um, so how, what, what went into um, like kind of developing those characters of, of Deus and Iris? Um, Cause they're both, like I said, they're both very distinct individuals, but they're also, they work well as a team, but they also both have their own, um, you know, their own flaws, obviously. Um, and like things that they're good at, things they're not good at, things like that. So like what went into um, developing those characters? So from the initial uh, drafts from, say, 2018, nothing much has changed. Well, there has been a couple changes. Like originally Iris was blonde and fair skin and mm-hmm. Deus was completely nerdy book smart character which you can still see in the early panels when I didn't really have a hairstyle directed towards him. He's just kind of skinny, kind of book smart is where mm-hmm. I initially had it. Yeah. But then I switched to more of a former football player, just living life. Yeah. But for Iris, I kind of thought of her originally as like a, not a hothead, but more like a, uh, more of intense personality mm-hmm. on the outside, but once you get to know her, she's a good friend. Yeah. And hothead was kind of like the word that I think um, really, um, it kind of definitely fit her vibe. Um, but we're like, were there, I don't know. I, and I'm not asking you to like out anybody, but like, were there any like real world, like people you were kind of basing these off of, or were they just all like you, <laughs> you're just coming up with them. I kind of just came up with them. I didn't really have, I didn't have a lot of friends in high school. I had a few more at a closer group but nothing Mm -hmm. from them is really in these characters i just created them to bounce off of each other for Mm -hmm. what one lacks the other makes up for yeah and i think that 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 definitely it definitely comes across um and so i I just have a question that i I like to ask people um because i i just think it's interesting um how how well do you feel like you know your characters because i've seen people before that um you know that they have um you know you should know your characters birthdays and their uh types of music and like what kind of food they like and all those types of things like how well do you think you know these characters or like how well have you developed them in your head more than just what we see on the panel i try to leave things in the panel for people to to get across like say in the first page you see a poster of the clash in the background and Mm -hmm. just a few trinkets and all that's it, just part of what, like, just a little crumb of what I have in my mind f- from them. Like, I, like, oh, their schedule's this. They live, they use a left hand. They're right hand dominant, but they type with their left hand or something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. That's in my mind. I only, that, I as the writer have to give the reader things that they can work with. Yeah. And you that don't I- bog down the story. Yeah, but I think that's really I think that's really good just the fact that you know those things because I think that when a writer or a creator knows all that like knows those types of things like knows like okay, she's right-handed but she, you know, throws a ball with her left hand or something like that. Like I think that just by you communicating that in the art even if it's not something that every single person, you know, just notices and like is like grasped onto and like really gets like it's still something that somebody will get. And I think it shows that you have a lot of respect for your characters, but um, kind of going along with my previous question of like, if you had like any real world inspiration for these, um, is there one of these characters that you kind of feel like you identify with more? Mm, probably Deus a little bit since he was originally more nerdy. I was mm-hmm. more into that stuff when I was in high school. Mm. I mean, I, I, like I said, I'm just, I, I probably think the same, probably for very similar reasons. Just like, I also, it's just, 
I'm just a very more, a much more timid person. I'm just definitely, I know that I'm not an iris, if that makes sense. Like, I know I'm not that intense as a person. So like, I guess I have to be him. Um, So you kind of mentioned this a little bit, but I know that this book has gone through um, several like iterations or like you've, you've done a lot of work in terms of, um, you know, editing it and uh, changing aspects of it, especially on the art side. So, well, first of all, have there been any like store as you've, you know, been working on this for so long, have there been any like story changes or like things that you're like, Oh, like you've anything drastic that you've changed in the, the writing of it. Mm, I don't really think so. Like I finished the script back in December of 2021 and the only thing, well, the script is only suggested for me because once I get to the actual lettering, I just rewrite it because mm-hmm, just to make yeah. it flow. And I think, oh, I, I, I can write this better. Yeah. But in terms of major story beats, nothing changed except the part in chapter two. Because since chapter two at the end is more Deus focused, it was originally going to be him that was be out for the count. But I thought, well, that's not fair given Iris two. Uh, sections to herself i need to develop him some more mm-hmm. but so, i think that's the only major thing i could think of okay well i know that artistically it's gone through a lot of changes so what like what drove you to be like i need to change this i need to fix this before it's like before i, I don't know like what made you be like i this is something i, I feel like needs to be fixed because you very easily could have been like i've already done this um it is what it is, and this is just the way I was drawing at the time, or the way I wanted to do this at the time that I did it, and so F it, here we are. And I can say that because I've literally done that with one of my own comics. I had the first two issues were done in print, and I did the third one digitally. It's a lot better, and my art's just gotten better, but I'm like, I could very easily, not very easily, but I could just, I could go back and redo those if I really wanted to. But I've kind of just come to terms with the fact that this is just the art style that it was, um, and this is this is how it looks. So, like, why go through all that trouble and all that work to make those changes and to make it fit um, something that you were comfortable with? I'd say from the early pages, not in terms of from drawn page to screen, not really much has changed. And at least for this story, you're correct on. Um, things redrawn for from the sea because i've been trying to write that and draw for since oh, okay. 2019 for 2019 three separate restarts and about to start it again this year but for this one in particular i like i only fix things that were off model like an eye that kind of drooped too low or mm. um a hand that didn't have a joint that looked right but i wanted to keep that uh art as it is just to preserve to see to show people like if they look hard enough that oh this is improved like with mm-hmm. well jojo's Bizarre adventure when you read the manga you can tell when the art changes it gets from like kind of okay-ish to godlike near the end of the runs yeah as an artist gets comfortable with drawing like if you another inspiration for me was deadly class Wes craig you could tell from 2014 to now how much he's improved mm-hmm. and it's just so fun personally to see when an artist changes throughout the story so i wanted to keep that for people who are interested in that yeah and like, like i said like i was saying i think that's really valuable if nothing else that it shows other people that you have evolved as a per, as a, maybe not as a person but as a creator and not to say that you haven't evolved as a person but um i don't know that the the art necessarily might convey that you you get what i'm trying to say um but I, um, a couple of the, th- I just want to ask about like your process and things like that. Um, what, like, y- so you've, as most of your comics work been, um, like work for hire stuff or like, you know, just you, and by that, I don't necessarily mean work for hire. I just mean like you drawing for another artist or has most of it just been you working on your own work? Um, what's been, what's been kind of the thing that you've, you've worked a lot with, which were those? It's only been me. Um, okay. Containment breach is the only thing I've ever been accepted oh, for. Really? That's yeah, shocking to me. Um, so, what did that process? 
I guess that kind of makes this question a little bit easier for me. Like what, what did that process teach you as far as like being a part of a, a whole as well as drawing for someone else? Like what all um, do you think that you got out of, out of that process? Because as someone who else has done that, like that's a very, very, very big difference um, doing it all yourself versus having um, people to answer to, especially on container breach where you have, you know, you have a writer, you had a writer, you had an editor. Um, and then, you know, you had, I guess, I mean, you didn't really have, you had a letter, but like, I mean, I usually an artist doesn't really give me a lot of feedback. Um, you could have though, if you'd have been like, Hey, this doesn't work, you know, but what did all that teach you? Um, about um you know just how did that impact your process or your thought your thought process as a creator well it's certainly easier when you don't have to write it (laughs) yeah i i I think it was mentioned maybe my emails i don't know if you're a part of it but as like day two after getting the script i already had a a draft or a quick thumbnail draft in okay and uh it took longer because that's when about when my uncle passed away but mm-hmm. if it wasn't for that i would have had that done even quicker yeah and I, I just know that like you were you were really open to like um accepting um criticism and things because like uh not it wasn't necessarily criticism but just like your um because i don't know what kind of notes you got because i i don't think you knew what kind of notes i got so um but i do mean that like you um you were asked to color it and you colored it pretty quickly and you were pretty open to to doing that. I believe that was you, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a that was a blur of four days. Yeah. So, like, well, do you usually like is color just not your your jam? Um, because it's not mine. I don't color. I if I'm going to color, I'm going to hire a colorist. Um, what about you? I could do color illustrations. Like on on Comic Fury, I have a few of my uh, color illustrations with Copic markers, but when it comes to digital coloring, I, I just cannot understand layering brushes. Mm-hmm. That, that'll, I'm more traditional artist. Yeah. When it comes to that. Yeah, I'm like just getting into the digital art side of things, and like digital coloring is still a lot. I I'm digitally painting, and I feel like I can because I'm kind of I'm very deliberately going for a very simple style for uh, an anthology that we're I'm putting together for later this year, but like. I feel comfortable with that because it's purposefully very simple. If I do anything really complicated, I just don't like it. I don't think it looks good when I color it myself. And I don't know. I blame it on the fact that I'm colorblind. I don't think it has anything to do with that. I think it's just like that. I'm just not like, I just, I'm not that color minded. Also, I'm not patient enough for it. Um, but um, one of the things I do like about this story is that um you i really like the lettering i like how like it's not always contained by a balloon um so what are some things that you tried to do to, was are things like that like just done what makes you decide to make, make to make the decisions like that i'm going to try to pull up um the book so i can maybe find a more specific example but um what kind of things drive those decisions to um do something differently maybe to do something a little bit out of the non-traditionally if that makes sense um most of my major comic influences for this you could all point it towards deadly class and west craig he does this mm. i i kind of mimicked his process in terms of like drafting uh, scanning and then putting it on the paper or blowing up the draft taking it to behind my board and just tracing from there like everything is in that book the lettering you could even notice how um the written letters are similar to his because i just think he is like one of the best artists to learn from from his process he posts on instagram mm-hmm. yeah like and I, I just oh continue sorry i was just gonna say that uh when i, I just do whenever i feel like if i want to break something between panels i thought okay i'll just ex do an exclamation here just written out Mm -hmm. yeah like well i'm just looking at it and like just looking at chapter one like here you have like some it's on page 19 you have like like uh, there's a ha 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 but it's like not in bubbles and like it just it kind of goes around the page and i think that that really does a good job of it and then like um on the next page you have 
all these words in the background that kind of fade out. And like, I don't know, you make a lot of interesting decisions that um, I, I, I don't know. Like what are you, have you done a lot of research into like lettering and things like that? Or are you just kind of going off of, you know, what feels good or, or do you have any like basis for the decisions you make there rather than just like, this is just what I feel like. Nah, mostly just what I feel like. Hmm. Um, I got you. I got you. Um, and so um, I really, one other thing that I really wanted to comment on as far as um, your style and your work and the way that you, you, the, you, blah, 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 the way that you do things is um, I really dig your, your facial expressions, I think is one of your strong suits. And I like the way that you use lines um like you you use a lot of like for especially when it comes to like shading and like to show motion like you use a lot of like hatching and a lot of line work and things like that um like are there any like specific um things that kind of maybe like in not necessarily inspire but like make that like i don't know that like that you draw inspiration from i guess that's the only word i can think of um for like those kind of things because they have very they're very manga-esque you know in the way that you you use lines like that um that's funny because um when i posted this to like reddit just for some critique on the comic book collab uh Mm -hmm. subreddit i actually had a couple criticisms about how i kind of had like a same angry face throughout the whole thing Mm -hmm. but i i mostly saw that as like i i just didn't think it'd be appropriate for them to make any other face at the time considering the yeah. subject matter <laughs> but um in terms of the hatching i just it evolved over time uh parroting what i keep saying before uh, jojo's bizarre adventures hatching is what i was aiming for in this story mm-hmm. uh, because i used a uh like a nib and ink to do this mm-hmm and sometimes I get the results I want. Sometimes I don't. But early on, it was more of experimenting with, like, where do I want to put these lines? And now I just, I've got a feel for where they do belong in terms of uh, making softer or heavier features, uh, shadowing out this eye, or hatching out a, a place where an eye should be and just making it a dark shadow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, that's stuff that, like, I can't, like, I want to do, but, like, I just can't, like, figure out how to do it without making it look, I don't know, I feel like when I try to do things like that, that are, I don't don't know what the best word to use is, like, not, like, just, I don't know, like, kind of an easier thing, you know, like, instead of, like you said, instead of drawing a whole eye, you kind of just shade it and, like, hatch it in, like, every time I do something like that, it just feels really, like, I can't, I make it, I can't make it look effortless it looks lazy it's the same thing like when i said i was doing this like new coloring thing where i'm trying to like make it look very basic to me it just looks lazy but i've gotten feedback on it and they said no it looks good it looks whimsical and like kind of just simple but i'm like no it looks lazy to me um so i i don't know how you do that but i think it's really cool um i one other thing i did want to point out that i i really like is here you use um I, I mean, I it's not hard and it's not like anything groundbreaking I think that you did, but like I just think it's really cool that you you just took a a screenshot of uh, a Mac with Google Docs open. I assume you just mm-hmm. typed that in in Google Docs and then just screenshotted it and just put it in. Yeah, yeah. I just, I just really I just really think I thought that was really funny. I don't know. I just liked the way that it, it looked. It just, and it does a good job of like conveying a lot of the story. I think that you do a really good job of that of. Um, conveying things like that in very obvious ways that aren't just straight up exposition, if that makes sense. Like you're not just info dumping, but you, you are info dumping, but you're not info dumping. You're doing info dumping in a way that I think works well and makes it better than just if you were to just straight up have the characters just say what was going on. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't, I don't want to look at the audience as dumb. They need to have everything spelled out for them. I, I want them to help or to put the pieces together. I want to give them things to work with. Like I want to, if I was to have like three pages of silence, then I'm going to put mm-hmm. three pages of dialogue just so the audience, the reader feels like they're getting what they want or get, getting what they paid for in, in yeah. a way so that they're happy and they'll continue and 
they feel smart for putting this together. Mm-hmm. And so I have a couple of questions. I just kind of want to finish out with just about, you know, the way that you've, um, the way that you're putting out the comic, the way that you're distributing and getting out to readers. Um, so we've already established, you have the comic available on comic fury um, from the very beginning. Um, and so why, I guess, why go with a, I, you might've already answered this. I can't remember. My, my memory is absolute crap. Um, like why go with a web comic as your, is your, your format of choice? Mostly because I have no clout at all or any mm-hmm. people interested or any publishers interested. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I don't even know where to begin. Like it's something that, uh, christian said in his um one of his interviews and how uh if you want to be or have an, <clears throat> a publisher to even look at you you need to have things published by yourself mm-hmm. yeah so i just thought well it, i have nothing so may as well just put it out here for everyone to see and collect it into a book once it's finished and then what's that so like what's we talked a little bit about, a little bit about it before we recorded there's a lot of bees. Um, what, um, like, so you're, right now you're doing things through Indie Planet, which is, is that's going to be, that is a, which is through Kablam. That's going to be a print comic, correct? Yeah. Eventually. When they decide to, when they decide to list it, that, that is such a weird site. Like, they don't have, their customer support, you don't have anyone to contact. You just, hmm. here, here's our mailing address. Huh. I've never used Kablam. I've only ever used Comics Wellspring, and I think from what I, they've been always really helpful with, like my um, this can just be industry talk. Um, they've always been really helpful when I've had questions. Like I've called them with stupid questions before, and just been like, "Hey, um, can you help me with this?" And they answer my question really fast. Um, so, and I think that they also have a a some sort of um, distribution something. I don't know what which one it exactly it is or how it works. I haven't really looked into that, but um, I I would recommend looking over over there if Indie Planet and Kablam are being um not super um helpful for you. Yeah, I only found them. I didn't know about Comics Wellspring, but Indie Planet is the one I found because it's the cheapest and mm. it's just hard finding places to actually print on demand what what you want for an affordable rate yeah i mean i've also heard good things about um and this again this is something i haven't I've ever done but i've heard good things from people about amazon um going print on demand through through amazon which i don't know how that all works now with um you know with however comiXology's gotten changed and messed everything up mm. i don't really know how all that is i don't know if that affects the kindle publishing and how kindle publishing works with the print on demand i don't really know but that might be worth looking into i don't know um just just throwing options out there for you um but out of all this this um going through all these these steps of having the comic on um comic fury for so long and then now going through with this um print route possibly print route what all have you learned um through the process of like going through all these steps what have you learned any lessons from um maybe from diving into this publishing um i, I like to use the term administrative side of things not to be overzealous just know know what you, know your audience and know what kind of reach you have because i i had uh tried a kickstarter just to see how that would go because i thought i had a hmm. slightly bigger reach than i thought no, it, it failed miserably. We've been there. I mean, I think we've all been there. You know, um, uh, but like, I, I mean, did you just was that kind of the thing that you think was a the biggest mistake for you was just assuming that you had an audience when you didn't, or I mean, was there anything else that you kind of um, might have think you might have learned from that? It, it it made me learn not to overreach. Like, know what's possible with with within I can do and not rely on well not rely on people other people mm-hmm. get out there to where if they want it they will get it and if they can't they won't then they will get it you can't force people to get things they don't want 
I think that's really, really good advice. Um, so like, what kind of steps are you taking to, um, kind of, um, remedy that as you move forward? I don't really know because I, I'm kind of like a ghost on social media. I've, on my Twitter's only ever had at most 13 followers, which is what I have right now. Um, Instagram, I can't get in the algorithms. I can't really get yeah. in the algorithms anywhere. So it is what it is. I um, can only try forcing my way for so long, but I'll, just, I'll whatever it makes me happy is just getting it out there for people to enjoy. I like that. I think that's a really good thing to do is, and just know that you're getting it out there and you're doing something. Cause that's a big thing that a lot of people don't do. And that's one thing for the thing I was literally working on today. I'm work. I'm not going to talk about it cause it's, I'm still keeping it kind of under wraps, but um, was a big, a part of it was just, I was writing about how important it is to just put your work out there because you work so hard on it and you put so much of yourself into this story. And so, you know, it deserves to be put out there. And so that's kind of the biggest first step. Um, I didn't get into any of the, you know, this, you know, cause I thought about like being real with it and being like, you, know, you need to get on social media and you need to be doing this. You need to be doing this. You need to be doing this. But I was really just like, you know, put it on a website, put it on Instagram, print out like four copies and give it to a comic book store. Just do something. So your work is out there. And I, cause I think that's kind of the biggest first step and the most important one, honestly. Yeah, because you can only hound the people on Twitter that go po promote your work down here for so long before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I, I myself personally would freak out. If, I even got a piece of fan art, so that's one thing yeah. I still hope for one of these days. Yeah, uh, and like it's just a whole. There's so many different things to that. Like I, like I, I just mentioned like going to a comic book store, but like I have the very first comic that I sold to a comic book store, um, like. And they just very, very um, generously bought 10 copies. And like, I think one of them has sold or two of them have sold. And I think one of them was my girlfriend. So <laughs> that doesn't say a lot, but also it's just, they don't, that's just my opinion. All-Star Comics doesn't do a good job of um, uh, promoting the fact that that's their, it's a, it's a shelf for local creators and they don't do a good job of advertising these are local talent. Like if it was me, I'd put that closer to the front or like angle it. So it's better. Like put a logo on it that says local or something. Anyway, I'm getting off track. Um, anyway. So Chase, those are all the big questions I have for you. I have two questions. I like to end every interview with um, one. What is the best life lesson you've ever learned? Um, I think maybe I kind of fought this on my own after learning it. But when I was in high school, I did, Senior year was the only year I did. I did cross country, and it just made me learn that don't think, just do. Don't think about running because it's not. It's gonna suck either way. But just <laughs> keep going. That four miles ain't gonna get any closer if you just stand there. I I agree with that so much because I've been getting back into running recently, and I'm kind of just the same way. I'm just like I'm just gonna go. Like I think about running, or like you know, like my girlfriend. I'm trying. I've talked to her about like running and stuff, and she's just like, I don't. know, It's just so far, and I'm just like, yeah, it sucks. <laughs> But I just do it, you know, and like I think that that's that's really solid advice right there. It's just you 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 gotta you just gotta do it. Like yeah, thinking about it too much isn't gonna help you. It's only gonna hurt. It's such a detox too, just to get out there mm -hmm. and just think. That's where I yeah, just think about my decisions going forward for yeah. these types of projects. Yeah, exactly. That's where I get a lot of my thinking done for like my comics. That's also like lately I've been listening to an audio book, but it's an audio book to. Like it's a fantasy book. I'm working on a. I'm not a big fantasy guy, and I'm working on a fantasy script. And so I was like, I want to get some fantasy in my, you know, in my, my media consumption. And so I found a good book, and I've been listening to it. And it's only like seven hours on audiobook. Most audiobooks, you know, you know, take like 19 hours. And so this is like seven hours, and I'm like, all right, I can I can handle this. So I've been listening to it while I run, or like today I listened to it while I um went on the bike at the gym. And so like it's just it's been cool. And it's been, I think it's been helping me overall with my, with all my stuff. Um, and then I always like to end every interview with, um, a random question. So, um, what are you grateful for today? Hmm. Today. Or just lately or in general, what are you grateful for? Hmm. To not be sick. How sick for like yeah. from the third all the way to the 16th. 
There you go. Yeah, that sucks, dude. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I, I. That's a pretty good one, honestly. It's something I haven't like. I haven't been sick in a minute. Knock on wood. But um, I, 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 we should all be more grateful to not be sick, because like that just sucks to be sick. You know, even if you're not like sick, sick. Like the oh, I guess the other day I had like a little bit of drainage in my throat, and it was just like, I, I, you would have thought I was dying. Like I was just the most miserable I've ever been in my life. But I just had a little bit of drainage in the back of my throat. I'm just maybe it's, I'm just a wuss. That's probably part of it. It's the worst when it starts in your throat, and you know the second you start coughing, oh, it's moved down there, <laughs> and you know you're gonna it's gonna be long nights. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. Anyway, that is all I have for you. Why don't you go ahead and let people know where we can find you online, uh, where we can find your comic online, uh, so hopefully we can get some of that engagement going up. So you can find In the Paths of Yesterday on Comic Theory. Uh, nothing on the print side, but if you want to follow me, I'm also on Instagram, underscore, or underscore Chaz, underscore Bernard, underscore, and that's the same for Twitter as well. Mm-hmm. And I post updates and announcements for the comic also on comic theory too so i have its own special chaptered section for uh announcements as well and this just a quick uh promo for it go for it um in the paths of yesterday is part one of this series exodus from paradise which is what the overall umbrella is going to be called going forward that will make sense for now I hope to keep going on, or I will keep going on for as long as I can because this is my story and I want to get it out there. Mm-hmm. And I hope you all enjoy the read as well. Yeah, um, I hope we do too because I I need to go back on Comic Fury and read chapters four and five because I realized what happened. I forgot to tell you. Um, when you, you sent me a link for book one and then for books four and five, but the links for books four and five went to the same link as the one for book one. Oh. And so I was just like, uh, that's what I couldn't figure out why I never read four and five. Cause I was like, he sent me those. And I was just clicking on it just now. And I was like, that's why, but I need to get on comic Fury and read it myself. Um, so I will, I'll definitely jump on that. Yeah. The, this, the distinction between book one and what's on the website is book one is everything that's edited, fixed, like all the lettering's hmm. correct and all the bubbles and everything's all the off model things is what's in the printed version. Mm-hmm. So I kept the original up on Comic Fury. It's not bad, but if you want to see how it looks, just there's a book. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway, as always, you can find Foreign Press Comics at FPress Comics on Twitter, Foreign Press Comics on Instagram and Facebook, and ForeignPressComics.com, where you can go subscribe to our email list. You can also find Comics on Script on all your favorite podcast platforms. Uh, like and subscribe and give us a rating wherever you are. Give us five stars, please. Um, please, not <laughs> please. Um, anyway, um, I'm not really begging. I just think I'm. I think I'm funnier than I am, and I'm my biggest fan when it comes to comedy. Um, anyway, that's all I have for you, Chase. Thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. <laughs>